No, and the thing is, is it, it's a symbol of the yeah. fact that all setbacks, all letdowns, negativity, when people run their mouth or let you down or give up on you or whatever the case is, or you have a setback, it's all fuel for your future. I've never, ever seen a setback that I've had or something that bad that's happened to me. And I look, basically, you can write it on a piece of paper, down the left side of a piece of paper and on the right side, write down everything good that came from those bad things. Yeah. I've never seen something not come and provide fuel for me. You're listening to the Just Start Real Estate Podcast. If you're serious about your real estate investing business and need real answers, you are in the right place. And now, your host, Mike Simmons. All right, guys, thank you for joining me here on Just Start Real Estate. If you are a new listener, welcome. I hope that we crush it and that you never miss another episode the rest of your life. And you go and you give me a rating and review because you're so excited and appreciative of everything that this program offers. And that would be cool. If you're a returning listener, I'm sure you've already rated and reviewed the uh, the podcast and thank you for that. Uh, but no, seriously though, guys, thanks for being here. I appreciate everyone who's listening. It is the reason why I do this and I'm hopefully gonna help you again today with another great episode. Uh, my guest today is amazing. He has been an investor since 2005. Uh, he started off as a realtor, just destroying it in the real estate world as a realtor, just doing great, switched over to uh, mortgage and he started building his mortgage company. Now he has a tremendously large, and successful real uh, mortgage company in the real estate industry, and he's a Grant Cardone licensee. And we talk a little bit about Grant and what he mean to, what he meant to him and how he helped him. Uh, so my guest today is Mike C Rock. Sirocco. I think I said that right. Sirocco. Mike Sirock Sirocco. And uh, he's just dedicated to giving back. He's got a book coming out called Rocket Fuel. Uh, he's got a podcast called What Are You Made Of? I was a, a guest on that a few weeks back. I had a lot of fun with him. I uh, was excited to get him on my podcast. And he's just all about giving back and being honest and being real about things that have gone wrong in his life that have fueled him to, to be what he is now. And um, I just appreciate the giving nature of him and how uh, the, gr- uh, the gratitude and the giving and how he's trying to help. And there's a lot of good stuff in this episode, a lot of of struggle, things that he struggled with, but then how he came out on the other side of it and built his business and how he goes about treating his people and all that stuff. So very happy to have him on the show, guys. And without any further ado, I give you C-Rock. All right, Mike, thanks for doing this, man. I appreciate you being on my podcast. I was just on yours recently and you reciprocated. I think it's very cool. So thanks for being here. Thanks for having me, man. I'm first of all, always like to start uh, by... Gratitude, man. Just thankful to have the opportunity to speak to you and your audience and bring the what are you made of movement to them. Definitely. I love it. I love that what are you made of movement. And we'll talk a little more about that down the road, but I, I definitely want to hit you because I love it. I think that's, a, I love that that concept. But first, let's kind of introduce people who don't know who you are. Uh, I did, you know, I did your introduction. People have an idea overview, but let's, let's kind of dig in a little bit and go backward a little bit. Maybe before real estate, if there was nothing before real estate, tell us that. But if there is something before your life in real estate, what did you do before real estate? What got you into real estate? And where do you come from? Well, I've been in sales since uh, I was eight years old. I used to live on a golf course and I would get golf balls out of the pond and sell them to the golfers. And meanwhile, being chased by the golf course owner on a golf cart. <laughs> and uh, so I started my sales career there and learned the uh, you know wholesaling and retailing. But uh, really, it all started back when uh, 1998, I got into in-home sales and I worked for a guy named Joe, who was a mentor of mine at the time. I think I was only 21. And I would drive all over the Delmarva Peninsula and visit homes. And basically it was a water te- water treatment company. We would test water and then we would help people fix their water, but we would do a demonstration and then we would go into the sa- the, the clothes and do all that. So yeah. it was very difficult and grinding and 
you know, you had to get a decision that night or they would never buy type thing. Yeah. And so I did that for nine years and prior to getting into real estate. So that's where I really cut my teeth into uh, working with people, uh, handling objections, um, goal setting and sales in general. So, and then from there, I got into real estate in uh, 2005. Okay. And became, yeah. So yeah. that's how I felt. That's so. interesting. You know, it's funny. People ask me, because I've hired a lot of salespeople in, in my time, both inside of real estate and outside of real estate. Like when before my life in real estate, I was in the automotive industry and did project management. I've hired salespeople. And now, since I've had my own business, and people always like ask me, should I hire a realtor? Should I find someone with tons of sales experience in real estate? And I always say, you know what? A good salesperson, they don't have to be from real estate. Like, I, I honestly, a lot of times, it's easier for me to hire a rockstar salesperson who doesn't have real estate experience, teach them the real estate because they're already great at sales. I think a lot of times that works. And like you were saying, you cut your teeth in an industry, not sale. It's not real estate. It's sales. It's not real estate. So I like that. I like that concept of, uh, and, and hearing another validation of what I tell people all the time, like don't, don't, hyper-focus on the fact they have tons of real estate experience. That's easily taught. It's the sales component that is sometimes very rare to find that great salesperson. So I think that's very cool. So when you started, you said you got involved in real estate in 2005. In what capacity? What did that look like for you? What was the entry point? Uh, I, became, I became an, a, a realtor. I was selling okay. houses, listings, and and buyers and uh, became a, a top-selling agent pretty quickly just because of the grind that I was used to. Yeah. And the people that are around me in that area did not work. They didn't know how to grind. They didn't know how to go after it and think big. And so I just like ran past them and they were always looking at me like, man, what is this kid coming in here thinking he's hot and stuff? And, and it was just because of the work ethic. Yeah. And, you know, it wasn't a secret, you know, yeah. so... Um, but that only lasted about a year because I, I got tired of touring houses and showing people houses. That was just, that part wasn't me. Yeah. So I decided to get into state, same industry, but get into the mortgage industry in 2006. Okay. And then just blew up from there. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's, that's a logical transition. And I know there's definitely some money to be made there. So what did that look like for you? How did you get into the mortgage industry? What capacity were you? And then kind of like, just give us a glimpse of what that looks like for you today. Cause I know you're still in that industry, obviously. So what does that look yeah. like? So I have uh, my best friend, Chris Short, was my mortgage guy when I was a real estate agent. I would send my clients to him and, you know, I trusted him and he took great care of them. But when I decided to get into business, I was seeing him and a couple other friends working in the same company and they were doing really well. And I said, guys, hey, I want to come work for you. And he's like, no, uh -uh, you're not coming over here. And he gave me all the reasons why not. We're an hour and a half away from your house. Yeah. Um, it's commission only, which I already was already in commission only. Yeah. Um, you know, all this stuff, but really it's because he was, you know, I was his uh, top producer. So he didn't like that. <laughs> yeah, idea. Yeah. You're but, the golden goose, man. Yeah. But here's the thing. So uh, I drove an hour and a half each way, left at 7 a.m. in the morning, didn't get home till nine at night. A lot of times the technology that we have today wasn't there. We yeah. couldn't really work remote as effectively. And so I was, that's, that's, that's burning the ships, man. I was committed to making that work. And, you know, it was a strain, obviously I had a, a wife, a newborn, newborn, uh, little boy. And, you know, but sometimes you have to get uncomfortable to, to get where you want to be. Yeah. And, uh, totally. Are you, do you still do real, do you do any real estate yourself today or is it you're all straight mortgage? No, I got a lot of business, uh, real estate business. So I got my wife licensed. Okay. Okay, cool. That's smart. So, How's so she like it? Is she, she good? Is she crushing it or what? Yeah, she's absolutely okay. awesome. Now she doesn't always take my, so I build people. I know how to build sales people. I know how to build business people and she doesn't always 
show that she's listening to me. Um, she'll always say, I know that type of, but, uh, but afterwards I see her implementing the things that I tell her and yeah. she still comes to me for advice. So it's pretty cool. That's awesome. That's cool. I worked with my wife uh, in the beginning when I started doing real estate investing and it is great. It's, it's, it's not only is it helpful at home when your wife is on board with what's happening, but when they're involved in, in that bit, in that business, that industry, it, it's nice. It's a good way to kind of stay connected and understand what everyone's going through. Like she can probably have a lot better understanding what you're going through and you certainly what she's going through. Cause you did that. Right. So yeah, that makes key. the house a lot easier. Yeah. Yeah. That's key. And, and, you know, I try to involve her and then my daughter and my son into the podcasting that I do and the social media that I do. I'm, I have a big presence on social media because of the fact that I'm, you know, I, I study under Grant Cardone and Grant is probably the top influencer on social media. Uh, he's raised probably 300 million on social media more than anybody in the world. Yeah. And so I find somebody that's successful like that and I just mimic them yeah. and try to model myself after them. So t- talk to me a little bit about that relationship with Grant Cardone because I know you're a licensee. What does that mean? How, how, do you, how does that interface into your world? So my company was already using uh, Cardone University. We were already using a bunch of products and we saw massive success. And every dollar that I put in, I, I get 10 back. Okay. So what I mean by that is any products that I bought, we've seen the ROI has been ridiculous. So yeah. he's just got this thing about him where, you know, people around him do better. So I noticed that and the content he used or, or, or provided we implemented in our business and absolutely blew up from it, 800% growth. Yeah. So with that being said, I said, you know what? I got to share this because when something works, I like to share it. Yeah. And I have my own content from over the years and I intertwine them together. And by being a licensee, I have that permission to be able to use this content to sell the like workshops and sell yeah. speaking engagements and coaching and use his use his content as well, along with anytime you can get involved with a billion dollar brand and get in the jet stream of a billion dollar brand. Yeah. You know, I have my my own branding and my own uh my own ego, so so to speak, right? Yeah. But man, listen, I, I'm not uh stupid. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I know you've met him. What's he like? What's what's Grant Cardone like in person? Is he is he like what he seems like he's like on stage or in, in social media? Or what's he like when you're alone with him? Well, well, here's the thing. So I've never actually been alone with him. I've okay. been in like small groups and I and I had a podcast episode with him when I interviewed him. So I guess you could say we were alone at that point to yeah. be one-on-one talking. Yep. You know, here's the thing. I, I, I see the big persona, uh, but what the biggest thing that I noticed when I met him in person was... Um, a lot of people don't realize they see all this and they have a, a, an opinion of him, yeah. but I, I see his heart. Like when I'm, when I actually, I've been in mentor calls with him on zoom. Uh, I've been in you know a room with like 20 some people and then I've had him one-on-one on the podcast. And I really can tell that he, he actually does care. It's, yeah. it's not just about money with everybody thinks it's, it's, it, he really has a purpose to help people. Yeah. And uh, that genuineness really came through when I meet him in person. Matter of fact, I just decided yesterday to head out to Denver tomorrow, uh, Friday for a mastermind they're having. It's just an impromptu mastermind with okay. 20 some people. And uh, the value that I've gotten out of it before is just you know phenomenal. Yeah. Masterminds are, are ridiculously effective. Uh, if you take them seriously and if you surround yourself with the right people like you're talking about, I'm sure there's going to be a room full of, uh, of people who are pretty inspiring and pretty incredible. Put, putting yourself in rooms like that. And like you said, just taking grants in information and how it blew up your your business. Um, I've seen that time and time again in masterminds that I've been involved in. So that's awesome. I, I totally figured that's why you were involved with him, but I just wanted to kind of hear it in your own words because I think that's really, really cool. And Mike, one more thing. So I got I to gotta get this out here so people sure. understand where I come from. So I came from a broken home and when uh, I've never known my parents together. And so my dad 
had a successful business. I was around money when I grew up. He had a successful masonry business. So you see the brick wall behind me. Um, and he always carried a wad of hundred dollar bills in his pocket with him. And so I looked up to my dad for that. For some reason, he had a rubber band around. It was like, you know, the yeah. things that we got, the trips and everything. And so, you know, what happened when I decided to leave his house after living with him for, from eight to 11, um, you know, has, has lit my fire when I, since I was 11 years old. And basically when I told him that I wanted to move in with my mom via the court papers that he received while I was at school one day, he asked me if I was sure that that was the thing I wanted to do. And I said, yeah. And when he, when I did that, he took this wad hundred dollar bills out, crumpled one up and peeled it off and threw it at me and said, you're going to need this when you're living on the streets with your mother one day. Now I tell this story over and over again to people because I want people to really understand something. One, I'm not bashing my dad. I don't know everything that was going on there with the child support and the custody and all the relationship problems, right? I'm an 11 year old kid. I'm just seeing what I see, right? But I want people to understand the effect that it had on me. And so when I, when I had that happen to me, I felt like my hero had given up on me. I felt like, you know, I'm on a mission now. Like I, like that's a spark for me now that I'm not going to let him win. That's just the stubbornness went in, whether it's right or wrong. And the other thing is, I know that going through something like that and being around a lot of broken people growing up, that I needed to be there for people to be able to show people as a role model that you can go through something like that and come out like a like a rocket ship. Yeah. And that's why I talk about using setbacks as rocket fuel. That's where it came from. And, you know, I'm on a mission with that now. And, and so when we're talking about Grant, Grant lost his father when he was 10. I, when I heard that story, I'm like, this is the dude that I want to be like, or he's on the, 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 basically a point on my journey of where I want to go. Yeah. And so that connected with me and it connects with a lot of people. Yeah. And totally. you know, the, so that's, that's the, that's where the connection kind of came in from it. And that's where my fire is. Dude, that, that, I mean, first of all, thanks for sharing that. It sounds like you've shared it maybe somewhere else in the past, but that's a, that's a tough thing to even like talk about. It's tough to hear, right? I, somebody like that, as you hear, especially your dad, like um, it's tough, but I, I think it's important because, you know, <laughs> maybe I'm going the wrong direction with this, but I, I'll tell you the way it hits me is some people think that the motiva- motivation always has to be like, you know, someone inspired me and then I, I want to be like them, which is, is true. But sometimes bad things that happen to people or tough things that happen in their life can also push them. We all know that there's two things that motivate people, pain and pleasure, right? Sometimes pain can be a great motivator and that pain that you feel, and my I had a different situation, but also similar with my dad, kind of not the best ending to the story, uh, not really there for me in a lot of ways, but um, trying to prove that you're more than what they think you will be or what you you know, they think is possible for you is, is huge. And that story is like, ah, oh, that was actually kind of touching to hear that because it's, it's tough to talk about. And, and, but I get it. I get where you want to make that not your life. Like, nope, we're not going to be on the street. Nope. That's not how it's going to be. And I'm going to prove it. And I think that some, you need things to fuel you in life. Like something has to fuel you and, and people who just sort of sit around and have no motivation, nothing's fueling them. Nothing's, nothing's pushed them to the point where they feel right. like they have to make it right. And so it's a great story. It's not great, but it's inspiring. Well, and I, get where it's coming from. No. And the thing is, is it, it's a symbol of the yeah. fact that all setbacks, all letdowns, negativity, when people run their mouth or let you down or give up on you or whatever the case is, or you have a setback, it's all fuel for your future. I've never, ever seen a setback that I've had or something bad that's happened to me. And I look, basically, you can write it on a piece of paper, down the left side of a piece of paper and on the right side, write down everything good that came from those bad things. Yeah. I've never seen something not come and provide fuel for me. And what's sad so I want is, to share that. Yeah, no, thank you for that. And what's sad is some people have those things happen and they go, well, 
my dad stopped believing in me and it crushed me and that's why I haven't succeeded or I don't do anything, right? And then, you know, some some for, fire can propel you or it can burn you, right? Some people get burned mm-hmm. by it and they just sit there and they're engulfed in flames feeling bad and some people are propelled. So uh, good on you, man. Good for doing that. I, I think that's a great, great way to articulate the the situation. So thank you. Um, so let's talk a little bit about, I, I, wanna, I wanna not miss the opportunity to talk about the what are you made of podcast, that movement. Like what does that mean? I, intuitively, I get it, but what, what what all does that mean to you? So as a kid growing up, I did go through that. And then also was around a lot of broken people, mentally, uh, mentally, you know, broken alcoholics, anxiety, depression, uh, people that, you know, taking medication and over, overtaking it suicide. Okay. And as a kid growing up around that, I'm seeing it and I'm thinking, okay, I don't want to be like that. First of all, second of all, I got to do something about it. I got to fix it. I've always been a fixer. And so, and that's so, or a builder, people builder. I started a company called People Building Inc. because of this. But what he made of is, it's in quotes there, you can see, is something, a form of self-talk, right? I always talk to myself. I always have voices in my head. Maybe I'm crazy. (laughs) But the thing is, I, I always say when I'm going through something tough or I need to push something a little harder, what are you made of? I'm built for this. I got this. Look at what you've come from. So, so when I decided to name the podcast, I, I was thinking about sharing my story and how it inspired other people and the feedback that I got from it. And so I said, you know what? Too many people aren't sharing their story. The journey to success is invisible. Let's get some people on the show. Let's have them share their stories. Let's hear their setbacks and how they've overcome them and turned it into rocket fuel. So it's been, you know, that's how the name got started. But the number one reason that I did it is in the mortgage industry, we were trying to figure out how to get known not just in our local community, but you know what? Let's start thinking bigger. Let's play a bigger game. Let's get known globally. Let's figure out a way to get known globally. And then the local market will take care of itself. And I said, you know, I want to be a thought leader in the industry of comebacks and overcoming setbacks and building people. So I wrote that down over and over again. And this is so important, guys. I can tell you that I have a thought, I write it down. I get it out of my head and on the paper, it becomes real. I don't have any clue how I'm going to do it. I didn't know how to do a podcast. I didn't do any, I I just had a commitment and a vision. And what happened after that is magical because I keep writing it down every day. And then people start coming in my life. They start appearing. Uh, opportunities start appearing and I start figuring things out. And before you know it, I have a podcast. I've had Grant Cardone on and many other, Tim Story, big name guest, Bradley. And I'm going bigger. But not only that, from that, the people building business, I didn't even think about a business at that point, but the people building business that go out and help businesses build their people and invest in their people and understand why it's important to do that um, has has started to flourish. And it just blows me away the opportunity there that just because I wrote down something on a piece of paper. Yeah. So what is your criteria for for kind of sharing someone's story? I know I was on your podcast. I get it. Uh, it and what I'm getting at here is it's not just, I, I assume, it's not just real estate people. Is that true or is it all real yeah, estate? No. Okay. Not just real no, estate no, no. people. You're just looking for people with a story, overcoming, being successful despite the odds, that kind of thing. Absolutely. And I'm looking for people that are interested in getting their story out and they need a platform. And I want to provide that because people have provided that for me. And I'm all about giving. Yeah. Um, what, what I've done and I've seen a lot of success with is just giving um, without expectation of anything in return. Yeah. Just give, 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 give. And all of a sudden things start to 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 manifest themselves in the right way. And, you know, I like helping people because when I needed a hand, people were there for me. Yeah. And, uh, you know, that's that's what it's all about. So I don't I don't look for necessarily famous people or really super successful people, but anybody that has a story to tell that, you know, 
that needs a platform. That's what I try to do. Now, what I did, by the way, I don't know if you've experienced this with the podcast though, is I started saying yes to pretty much everyone early on. And I got loaded up with so many people in the, in the can, I call yeah, it, right? Yeah, yeah. And I felt bad because I wasn't releasing them fast enough and it costs money to do it the right way. Yeah. You know, if you're going to release them, not just put them out on uh, the podcast platforms, if you want to repurpose it and repackage it and yeah. do all the right things, yep. it takes money and time and effort. And yep. so- you know, releasing them one a week, two a week is uh, is what we try to do, but still got backed up. And so I have to be more particular now. Yeah. Just yeah. because of that. Yeah. I've so. got the, I had the same thing happen. Exactly the same thing. Uh, because I think it's like you said, yeah, it's great to have the Grant Cardones because it helps obviously with growth. But, you know, there are a lot of people out there doing some cool things that no one has ever heard of. No one's right. going to hear about them. But, uh, you know, and I, I want to say this too about, about the movement, about the podcast and about how you, you know, what you're looking for and the person that you're going to talk to. I think there's plenty of success stories out there. There's plenty of people talking about how great they're doing and you know, standing in front of a Rolls Royce or whatever. Like Everyone's talking about their successes. I think sometimes when people are vulnerable and they say, listen, this is what I went through. This is what I did. Like This is what's happening to me. This is what I overcame. Talking about the rough spots or the not, not the failures, but the setbacks, right? The challenges, the things that didn't go well with them. I think sometimes those do more to help people than telling them what what a great deal you just closed last week. It's it's fun to talk about that, but people don't always resonate with that because a lot of people are at a point where they are struggling. So when they hear someone on your podcast or someone you you're highlighting talk about what they struggled with and they go, "I'm going through that right now." Like that's exactly what I'm going through. And wow, look what they did to get on the other side of that. This is something I can get behind. So, I love it, man. I love the I love the movement. I love what you're doing with that. I think it's important to talk about things that people struggle with, not just all the success stories and talk about all the things they have in all their houses, but you know what it took to get there and some of the grind and some of the struggles that you had to go through to get there. So that's awesome. I, I love that. Yeah. And just to, just to give you some, uh, you know, a little bit more reference, this movement started um, about, about a year ago, but prior to that, we were working for a mortgage company. I had 22 employees, my partners with me. And the, I, I don't want to get into too much detail, but we basically had a million dollars disappear, let's say. Okay? Okay, okay. I'm taking responsibility for it, <laughs> yeah. but it's something that other people would point the finger at someone else. Let's just say that. Okay. Um, so at that point, I felt like we hit rock bottom in our business. Not health. I had my health, I had my family. Thank God you take inventory when things like that happen and, and really yeah. go through a gratitude situation. But at the, the company, I had 22 employees and I felt like they were all on my shoulders and their families. And they were looking at me like, now what? And at that moment, we had to figure out a new platform to go to a new company to partner up with for our mortgage company. And we found the right one at Nations Lending, by the way. But but during that period, man, you, there's a moment, a turning point there that really ignited the fire that I had in me. And that's when all this started. And we were like, you know what? We need to go big. And that's when that global global effort started because I wanted to tell my people, this is how you can do it. All yeah. the employees that we have, we are, we're up to 40 now. All of our people look, hey guys, this is how you do social media. I'm not going to tell you you need to get on social media. I'm going to show you how to do it. Yeah. If you want to do it yourself, great. Go do it. Blow up on social media. But if you don't, trampoline off of me because yeah. I'm going to provide that platform for you. And so that's that's where this all kind of started coagulating. <laughs> Use yeah. that word. No, you don't hear, hear that often. <laughs> um, and, then, and then started you know, really, really prospering in our business from it. That's awesome. So yeah, yeah. But it all stemmed from a, from a, from a rock bottom situation. Like, you know, totally. And the folks that work for you at the time specifically, they know that you could have made other choices, right? You could have just start cutting everybody. You could have packed it in. You could have figured out a way to wind it down and everyone loses their job. But like you said, they were kind of looking at you like, what now? 
you know, you can go one of a couple of ways and you went the way of let's, let's turn this thing around. Let's make it right. Let's help you guys grow and, and do what you have to do. We're going to grow the company. Everyone's going to succeed. So it's awesome, man. That's, that's exactly what we need more of in this world, especially at a time where we are now where businesses are suffering. There's businesses, certainly service industries that are struggling a little bit with what's happening in the world. And, you know, I've heard about companies like I'm telling you, man, two companies that are virtually the same. One of them starts getting, you know, a little affected by the pandemic and they turn things around. They, they sort of pivot their model. They start doing more carry out or take out whatever, like delivery. Like they do something and they go, wow, I've had restaurant owners specifically tell me they're more profitable and have more revenue now than they did prior to COVID. And there's another restaurant like right down the road, same industry, same kind of a model. They close, right? Like why did one close and one thrive? Because one person said, this isn't going to beat me. I'm not going to lose. You know, right? What are you made of? What am I made of? And they they take that on, and the other company says, "Too hard. I don't want. I don't. I can't do it." And they bow out. Right? There's probably more factors, but still, overall, that's there's two ways you can go with that. So that's uh, it's an incredible message, man. So I know that you have a book coming out. Let, let's talk about that a little bit. What is the book about? What is it called? First of all, and then what is it about? Let's give people an idea so they're they're kind of poised and ready to grab that thing when it's available. Well, we did have a name. Uh, what are you made of? But we changed that because we wanted something with more punch, and we've been talking about rocket fuel all throughout this whole movement. So so we call it Rocket Fuel. That's the name of the book. It's coming out at the end of this year. Okay. Uh, basically, it's sharing my story, uh, the story that I a little bit shared with but more detail. And then also throughout my life from there, a lot of broken people stories. So you can see what I dealt with, yeah. and how I handled it, and then what I'm made of. And then also how I produced it and converted it into rocket fuel and then had the success that I've had after that. And basically given the tips on those. And as I go through the story, I'm going to be putting in there little little pointers in there. Like what is C-Rock thinking right here? What is C-Rock thinking right here? And you know, this is going to be a really impactful book because of that. Um, and I'm going to just be vulnerable and transparent with everything to share so people can really see what it's like on the entrepreneurial journey. Yeah, that's awesome. Not enough people talking about the struggles on the entrepreneurial journey, right? Everyone's on Instagram talking about how great it is. And it, and it can be great. But listen, we all, if anybody who's successful, trust me, they've had setbacks and things that were pretty devastating that they had to go through and deal with. So it's always part of the part of the uh, scenario. So what does it look like for you going forward? What are your plans for, for yourself, for your business? I know what you're doing right now. What does it look like for you? You in 2000, rest of 2020 and 2021. What are you excited about that's coming up? Well, we're in the middle right now of a refi and purchase boom um, for the first time ever together. Yeah. And the rates are going to be probably below two by the end of this year, okay. in the next year, which is unheard of. Yeah. And so we are going to be, you know, my plan before this all happened in COVID was to go to 100 million a month in loan volume. And with our small group, that's unheard of, but it was a big giant goal. And we're all already a third of the way there. Oh, wow. So um, we may have to re redo that goal. But my goal is, is to develop a team in our mortgage industry that runs pretty much by itself and also has a snowball effect and grows in a good way out of control. Where it's where people come in, for example, we bring somebody in. It's not me having to indoctrinate them into my into the culture. The people around them say, "Hey, this is how we do things here. That's yeah. not accepted. This is what's expected of you. Let's roll." And everybody has accountability, like a team accountability, rather than just from a leadership down. So that's the ideal situation for us going forward within the next year to have a team of a hundred loan officers doing that and their support staff along with that. From there, I, the, with the book, I plan on going um, all over the country, maybe even outside of the country, and promoting the book and the movement, and really picking up steam with this um, and helping people grow in businesses with helping build their people. Yeah. I love that, man. And I'm going to have to have you back on. When is it going to, when's the book going to be available? Uh, it's going to be at the aim is for November, December, which is okay. not your exact date, but it's being written right now. And we have a lot written. It's just a matter of putting it all together. And the yeah. other thing is when you're writing a book, Mike, there's times where you're not sure that your journey is far enough 
because there's things that still yeah. may be already planned or that are going to happen that you see in the future that you want to include in the book. Yeah. Now I can always write another book, Yeah. but it, you know, that's the kind of thing that's been delaying it because I was going to release it this summer, but there's too much happening right now that I want to include. Yeah. I yeah. I want to miss out and leave it out. So. Yeah. I get that, man. I, I wrote mine and, and I delayed releasing it a few times too, because I was like, there's some more things that I want to include in here. At some point you just have to hit, hit send, I guess, but I hear what you're saying, but uh, we'll, I'll definitely have to have you back on around that time. Cause I want to, I want to be able to help you with that for sure. Um, you did uh, mention something. I'm just going to be a little bit selfish for a minute. You mentioned mortgage rates being kind of at an all-time low going into next year. Uh, as a person who's planning on buying a house next year, is there a time when you think that's going to go back up, or like how, when when should I be when should I be targeting buying that house if I want to get the best rate? In your opinion, I know you don't have a crystal ball, but well, so you really you know looking at the best rate, obviously that's a, that's an you know something that you want to look at. But when you're in a range, you want to be in a range because mm-hmm. here's the thing, they, they fluctuate daily yeah. anyway. Yes. And so now between now, and I would say the beginning of the next year prior to the spring market is an ideal time. Okay. And like for right now, if you get in right now, it's not going to change that much to make that big of a difference by the end of the year or, or January. Okay. okay. You know, maybe a half a percent, but at the end of the day, it's still, yeah. gr- I mean, these it's like free money right now. Yeah. So anytime between now and springtime essentially is what you would suggest. Yeah. I mean, we're locking rates in the twos right now. Man, okay. So what's the difference between two and 1%? I mean, it's 1%, but you're still, it's free money, man. Yeah. And no. so I wouldn't be stressed about the exact timing of it uh, as long as you do it somewhere in that window. Okay, good. Yeah. Good info for all you out there that are thinking about buying a house at the next year. That That's the advice right there. So that's what I'm And by the, by the way, as far as the book goes, if your audience wants to get it for free, um, you can go to the website, www.themikecrock.com, register there, and you can get a copy of the free book when it comes out. Um, all the information will be on the website. Awesome. And we will get that in the show notes for sure. And then uh, as far as the website goes, what are you made of? Uh, uh, check that out. I was on it. I've listened to some episodes. It's fantastic. I wouldn't have done the, I wouldn't have done a show if I didn't think it was great. So uh, Thanks, great man. host, great content, great message. I think it's a must listen for everybody. So go check that out, subscribe and give them a ring and review that helps us as podcasters. That's a big deal for us. That's currency. So go do that. Anything else? What, what else do you want to talk about or, or let people know about before we wrap this up? I don't want to take up your whole day, but what else is, uh, should people know about you? Really, I want to re re hit on the fact of turning setbacks into rocket fuel. It's so important. Anything that you go through, once you become aware of this and wrap your head around this concept, your life's never the same. Yeah. You won't get upset when things happen for long. You may for a little bit, but then you realize it's fuel and it's so important to understand that. And last thing is gratitude. Gratitude's changed my life. I know everybody hears about it, but I'm very to the point where I wake up in the morning, as soon as I open my eyes, I'm thanking. Yeah. I'm thanking to me, it's God, to whatever your energy that you believe in or whatever it is, but thankful that I woke up and have an opportunity to have an impact on this world. Yeah. And so those two things I'll leave you with. And I just appreciate being here, Mike. Yeah, for sure, man. Thanks for that. Thanks for bringing the positivity. Thanks for the vulnerability. I think that that's, uh, that's it's huge. Not everyone is comfortable or willing to do that. I love that you did it because I think, number one, it makes people sort of identify a little more and understand what you went through and, and appreciate more what you're saying because it's not like everything was just hit out of the park from day one and there were no issues in your whole life. So I love it, man. Congratulations on all the success. I love what you're up to. I love your energy and I love what your movement's all about. So Rocket Fuel is going to be the book. What are you made of as the podcast? And uh, we'll have all the links to the website and everything down there so you can get that free copy of the book as well. Mike, man, thanks for doing this. You're the man. I appreciate your time and I appreciate everything you do. Thank you, Mike. No, and you're the man. (laughs) (laughs) No, you're the man. All right. Cool, man. I appreciate it. Thanks, man. We'll talk to you soon. All right, brother. All right, bye. 
All right, guys. Hopefully you enjoyed that. Uh, Mike is awesome. Uh, he is the man, and I really enjoy talking to him and understanding where he came from because he's had a lot of success in the industry. He's he's really exploded over the last 15 years in what he's doing uh, between being a, a huge top-selling realtor and then owning his own mortgage company. And you heard some of the struggles he had growing up with his dad and, and some of those things that affected him and really pushed him toward what is now a really great result, right? A guy who's successful, giving back, has lots of gratitude and just wants to help people. So I love having guys like that on me. This guy's the man. He's super smart, super successful, has a great story, and he's willing to uh, give back. So I suggest you go check out his podcast. Go go get his book when it's available. You can go to his website and get a free uh, copy of it. So go check it out, guys. I hope this one was inspiring for you. It was for me, but inspiration is great. Doesn't really do anything without action. Get out there and take action. Get out there and just start. Make today the best day. All right. Talk to you next time. Okay. You're still there. You're still listening. That's awesome. And I really appreciate that. Now, hopefully it wasn't an accident. Hopefully you didn't leave the room and I'm just talking to an empty room right now. But assuming you're still there, I want to do something really, really cool for you. For a limited time, I want to give you a free digital download of my book, the entire book, Level Jumping. If you're a listener to the show, you know it just came out and it really details how I took my business from being like one where I was just doing a few deals a month, maybe one or two deals a month, to doing over 10 and sometimes 15 deals a month and over a hundred a year. And I went from doing very little profit to over a million dollars in profit. And I made that transformation in a 12 month period. And this book talks about what I did, the steps I took to transform my business and how you can too. So grab a free digital download and you can get that by texting the words, just start as two words now, just start to the number 5544. So text just start to 55444. I will send you a free digital download of my book. It's the complete book. There's nothing held back. And that'll be completely yours just for making it to the end of the show and listening to me. And I really, really appreciate it, guys. So I want to do something nice for you. I do this every once in a while at the end of shows. And if you listen to the very end, every once in a while, I do a giveaway like this. So hopefully you enjoy that. Go grab a free copy. I hope you read it. I hope you love it. Reach out. Let me know what you think. All right, guys. Talk to you next time.